All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano. And of course, we have on the line yours and mine, yours and mine, a great friend of yours and mine, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How are you there, sir? A friend of everyone. A friend of all. A friend to all of all mankind and all womankind. Um, we are here today and we are going to speak about spiritual healing. So it's going to be kind of a broad subject, but I think we've got some great stuff to share with you uh, to help you on your healing path, uh, finding more holistic lifestyle, uh, you know, finding, finding healing to specific uh, issues and so on. We're going to cover some interesting and um, helpful and powerful topics today regarding that. Uh, please check out both of our books. I am the author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Meditation, of course, is one great uh, tool for healing. Chris is the author of The Spirit in the Sky. We're probably going to speak a little bit about your book today. Uh, that is a story of Chris and uh, his uh, spiritual experience uh, before his plane crash that he had, which uh, put him in a wheelchair. And so he's had extensive experience with, with healing and with recovery and so on in many areas of his life. So he's an expert in this. Um, we are at CosmicEye.org or at ChrisSheridan.com. And please support us if you can at anchor.fm slash CosmicEye. We can really uh, use your support financially, but also please support us on social media. Share uh, if you find uh, that you enjoy the show and you feel like your friends and family will get something out of it. Share with them. We don't put up uh, links to the show and stuff if you can. It's really easy to do that through through Anchor or through you know, most of the places you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Um, you know, share us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever wherever the kids are today, wherever we are on that social media. Uh, thank you for the supporters who do support the show. We greatly appreciate you guys. God bless you. Thank you for your generosity. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best and send out blessings your way to all of the listeners, of course, but we appreciate you guys uh, as well. So let's jump right in then. Let's talk spiritual healing, my friend. Let's, let's talk spiritual it. healing. All right. Uh, we're going to start out, I think, and maybe we'll just jump right in, like I said, to 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 your stuff. So you have your book. Uh, the spirit in the sky and it's you know it's a story it's a it's an autobiographical story and it, it centers around really the experience that you had in the plane before the crash and then the subsequent healing obviously it gets into more of your life than that i'm oversimplifying but um let's talk a little bit though about the aspect of uh spirituality in terms of your vision before the plane crashed and then maybe afterwards, uh, we can talk a little bit about how, you know, you struggle to incorporate that vision and also, you know, some of the tools, both mental and spiritual that you used, um, you know, in, during the healing process, during the healing process. So just to just kind of set, set, set it up, you know, quickly, what, what happened in, in your experience and then, you know, how you wound up in the hospital and then we'll kind of go from there if that's cool. Sure. Uh, so in 1991, uh, I was flying at an air show as a pilot, and I got into a deep stall condition that I wasn't able to recover from. I knew at some point in the sky, I was alone in the plane. Uh, I knew at some point after I had tried everything I could to get out of the situation, I knew there was probably no likely way out. Uh, and I called a mayday on the radio. It was a total surrender. I honestly at the time thought I was not going to survive. Uh, or if I did, I'd, it would just be a, you know, a horrible mess. Uh, but after I called him, maybe I had, you know, 
probably can't go into too much detail about it, but I had a profound spiritual experience. I was opened up to a vision of, uh, it was not a near-death experience. It was in a very uh, crisis moment, of course, but uh, a tunnel and a light and people I knew, it was like it was like a galaxy of the universe. It was everything all at once. <laughs> um, and it was the opposite of a tunnel. I was completely expanded and opened up to what I feel is like a vision of what lies beyond or what's behind the curtain of this visible world that we're so involved with every day. And uh, among other things, I heard a voice asking me, giving me the choice if I would live or die. I thought it was a foregone conclusion then, um, but it was this disembodied, not sure who it was or where it came from. Um, but I, and I said, well, yes, I, you know, I actually do want to live. And I felt 100% sure that I was going to live and I was going to be okay. I knew I was going to be hurt probably badly, and I was, a spinal cord injury, and I've been in a, using a wheelchair ever since. Um, but as far as, you know, who I am as a person, you know, I hopefully I've grown since then. I'm not exactly the sure. same person I was. Um, but, uh, but I don't feel like I'm all that different either. It's just me in a wheelchair and of yeah. course, with this experience and, and everything else. Um, so that's kind of what happened, you know, the moments before I got hurt. I did have this connection with an otherworldly uh, or maybe an inner well, world voice. And you also had, uh, which was surprising to you, and you mentioned it in the book, you also had a vision of, a, of, a, of an image of, of, of Christ. Um, I did, and it was right after I chose to live, right after I felt like I had answered the question and it was received. Yeah. Um, I was immediately then given um, a vision. Uh, actually, it's two. One, what my life this point forward, and the other one, what it would be more like. And the, the one that would be more like was, a uh, very famous, very popular image uh, painting um, of Jesus. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's really weird. <laughs> Why that one? It wasn't mm -hmm. one that necessarily brought me comfort or anything. It was actually pretty disturbing. Uh, and, uh, and then it morphed into my face. So that made it even worse at the time. But right after, it, was, it happened so quick. That in a flash, and I go, oh, my gosh. And then about three seconds later, I hit the ground. So... Um, yeah, so, that stuck with me, and it bothered me for a long, long time because at the time and up until that time, I was deep into New Age and you know, and still am. Uh, I've been going to Sedona for uh, spiritual journeys and uh, reading just about any kind of spiritual tradition other than Christianity, mm -hmm. disavowed. Uh, without really giving them a fair shake, I just sort of automatically cringed uh, at any of the, uh, you know, long-standing traditional religions because I felt what they were doing, what they were saying, at least in the mainstream with mm -hmm. some of the worst offenders, um, wasn't really a strong spiritual message or it was hypocritical at best. Sure. Um, so, you know, that really bothered me, but and it took me years to kind of come to terms with it. I was able to understand Christianity and a lot of other traditions in a mystical sense, that it's not something that some organizing body gives you a set of rules and dogmas to follow, that at its essence, at its core, it is a direct personal experience yeah. with the divine yeah. nature. And, and this one was, was shown through a, um, you know, and there's even the phrase, you know, it's the Christ in you that is the hope of glory from St. Paul. I was uh, just I think thinking that, about that 
in my mind. Yeah. That's very strange. You should mention that. Yeah. But that's really what it was. And, if, you know, for years I just tried to deny it. But once I really understood mysticism in a Christian concept, uh, context, mm-hmm. um, I was able to really start to open up to it um, that it really is what's within me and about bringing that forth, not what somebody else tells me about what somebody else said a long time ago. It's, sure. it's what's happening inside it's that direct experience um, with, here and now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting that, you know, that the, that the soul, that, that the higher part of ourself picks images sometimes that, you know, we probably consciously ego oriented mind wise might not pick for ourselves. Um, and then, the, but those are the most, most uh, appropriate sort of symbols at the time or an appropriate an image of the divine for you at whatever moment that is, is needed. And, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting sort of a, sort of a way of, of looking at it, especially when, oh, there he is. One, just one bark, only bark. one bark. One bark only. <laughs> a simple singular bark on a quiet, great, oh, there's the other one. Okay. Um, at any rate, so that, uh, you know, that figure, these figures are often not, not of our, our choosing. And I'm, when I say figure, I don't mean it's something we're cooking up. And I don't mean it's not a real divine spiritual presence or a divine spiritual, you know, personages, personage, I should say. Um, but what I mean by that is, you know, that, that sort of face that uh, the divine is wearing that is interacting with us. Um, you know, we often don't choose those and they, they can come to us in visions like you had before the crash. They can come to us in dreams. They can come to us in uh, hallucination. They can come to us, you know, in waking life and speak to us. I mean, these are all different ways that we might experience them and, and, and even others. Um, but, you know, I think that those are the ways that the universal spirit personalizes itself uh, for us to understand and interact with us because, you know, for us to, to interact with something so vast and so eternal and so infinite can be overwhelming. And especially at those times when we need it the most, you know, it's going to come to us in the way that we need it may not be the way we want it, but it'll, it'll be in the way that we need it. And, you know, oftentimes those, those, those visions will come through and that, you know, you can, you can work with those healing figures as well. We, uh, we talked about this a little bit about the, this before the show. Oftentimes when we're in a, a really stressful or ill situation or a difficulty or, you know, in great pain and stuff, we'll have, a, you know, a flash of insight or a vision of something or a particular picture might hold really uh, powerful messages for us or something that within ourselves that, it, you know, is a, is a guide, almost like an, you know, an inner guide. And that is that divine higher part of ourself that's connected to that, you know, that, that, that God energy. You know, I know in my own life, I've, I've had, I've had those experiences where, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and, you know, I'll work with uh, different figures within and so on. And, you know, they'll, they'll definitely help and take part of that load away uh, from me. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a powerful it's a powerful thing those uh those sorts of personal ways that we can we can find healing are uh they're unique to us and they're you know they're from the divine and their messages for us to use and sometimes like like you know you had years and years where 
you know, you struggled with those, with those images and you struggled with that vision that you had and you didn't really want to admit it to yourself or other people. And that was why it was kind of hard for you to write the book. Right. It was, I mean, years, decades went by before I really, uh, really embraced it. And once I did, then I was able to unpack it and maybe see what the message was or the meaning. Um, um, but in the meantime, <clears throat> I definitely utilized and incorporated a lot of healing techniques. Uh, some I learned while I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, recovering, and other ones I had picked up along the way that I think you know were really helpful um, yeah. for my overall healing. Um, but I think that it you know it goes deeper now that I can really maybe look at my. Yeah. As a healer, um, instead of just healing myself or being involved with my own healing, uh, I think it's, it's evolved since then, because if I can apply something in my own life that works in a healing way, well, there's every mm-hmm. chance that it could work for somebody else or someone else in yeah. their life. Yeah. So it's well, uh, and they, you know, they they always talk about the shaman going through his own or her own kind of spiritual experiences and ailments and being able to heal those with the help of the spirits, the gods, mm-hmm. nature, whatever it is. And, you know, that gives them the power and the authority to help do that with with other people. Right. It's the notion of the wounded healer. Absolutely. Sure. That you, in a way, you have to be afflicted um, by uh, not to the degree that, that you're going to. You know, you don't have to. It won't kill yeah. you, or because you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you got to survive. But you have to be stricken with it, I guess, enough uh, to learn enough about it. Uh, I know a lot of people are drawn to, to psychology. Uh, they have an interest in the mind and uh, yeah. you know the mental uh, realm in which we all live, uh, yeah. and maybe have had you know their own issues to deal with. And it was through working with those, or maybe getting into therapy and saying, "Wow, it seems like a really good you know career." Yeah, exactly. We at least get touched by it a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, and that's yeah. a, an experience that you share with people. Like sure. having gone through it, I'll, well, I, I walked, I'll, I'll show you yeah. how I made it. Um, it's Yeah, exactly. And you've come out the other side and, you mm-hmm. know, maybe I think you've know, got to remember that, that, uh, that the power that comes from that direct knowing, right? And again, I, I just, to, just to kind of get, touch back on that idea of that, you know, that, that imagery and those, you know, those figures that we can, can work with, um, you know, and it, as you know, it, it's, it's, cha- it's interesting and challenging because for example, you know, you find, you know, you oftentimes the figure that comes to you is some, someone that maybe you've, you know, like you said, like with, with Christianity, maybe that you get a lot of hangups attached to Christianity and you've had some negative experiences when you were young or something, or, you know, you've heard some bad things about this or that, or you've, you know, maybe, you know, even experienced abusive situations in the church, whatever it is, you know, so then you think, well, you know, Jesus, for example, you know, and, and it could be anything, you know, depending on what re- religion you're dealing with or what, what spiritual tradition or no tradition or whatever, you know, so let's, you know, take Jesus. Cause you know, for my, and I'll say my example, cause it's similar to yours. You know, I had a lot of bad experiences with Christianity when I was young. I never had a problem with, with Jesus, his teachings, you know, interacting with and, and getting healing and help from, 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 from him. But, you know, the church and stuff, it, it added all this weight to it. And I think, um, 
you know, at, at a, at a certain point, and I didn't really grow up going to church just like you, you know, I went with friends and so on. And I tried a lot of different paths. I went to synagogue, you know, and I went to different Buddhist temples and all of these different, even when I was really, really young, but you know, this, this figure of Jesus, you know, has come to me in terms of, uh, during difficult times that I've had. Um, and so, you know, you work with, you work with what works for you and works with you. And, you know, that, that, that divine figure is something personal for you. You can't explain what it is, why it is, what's going on, you know, what part of yourself or what part of the universe that's coming from. But if it's speaking to you, it's working with you, it's helping you, you know, whether it's Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, your grandfather, Paul Foster Case, Manly Hall, you know, the Reverend Ann Davies, you know, um, you know, Mother Mary, whatever imagery, Kali, that that comes to you is for you. It's something personal. And, you know, we have different images of the divine that'll come to us at different times, but, you know, follow those and, and revere the, the, the symbolic nature and the divine path that they do represent and don't be a, afraid of it. Look at it and, you know, try to figure out what, what's going on there and what you need to understand about that in order to find that healing. Cause it might, that might be a part of your healing itself, even though, you're dealing with some other symptomatic condition. If something's coming to you image wise or dream wise, that's showing you these different divine figures and divine, uh, you know, uh, characters, uh, divine, you know, divinities, there, there may be something in that for you to understand. And sometimes it's hard to, to get the lesson, but, you know, to open up to them and to speak to them and dialogue with them within and understand that they're both, something divine outside yourself and something within yourself, um, you know, that higher part of yourself dialogue with, you know, that, that, that person, that, that image and, and see what it has to say, ask it, you know, what do I need to know? How can you help me with this? Will you, you know, can you take some of these burdens? Can you show me the way to, you know, to, to heal some of these, these situations that I'm in, you know, and that's part of that spiritual healing is, is developing, uh, um, Developing an understanding of and a respect for the the way that divine spirit comes to you, the way that divine spirit comes to you, you know, and like I said, it, you know, with Chris, you know, in your case, it came in a, you know, a very life or death situation. And, you know, it was very clear and very apparent to you. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't wishy-washy in any way, you know, for some of us, it, you know, it might come in dreams or visions or, you know, when you're in the spirit world doing a shaman journey or, you know, maybe, you know, you're doing some psychedelics or some whatever, whatever. Look, there's there's many paths. Right. So mm -hmm. we don't we don't know how we're going to have these experiences. But the important thing is to honor them, respect, respect the symbols that come to you. And I don't mean symbol pejoratively like, hey, we're making this thing up. But the way that the divine is specifically manifesting to us, you know, it's an, it's an, it's an important part of the healing process, I think. And that's where we, you know, we can, we can talk to that figure. We can talk to the actual symptom itself. Let's say, um, you know, you've got a back problem or something, you know, lower back pain or sciatica or something like this. And it's got you in bed and you don't, you know, you don't know what's going on and, you know, communicate with that part of yourself while you're doing that healing work. 
try to understand what it's what it's telling you what the message is it might be that you know i'm taking the world on my shoulders and it's breaking my back you know these are metaphorical ways we might say these things but then they actually manifest in the body right do you know what i mean by that they do yeah. they do well i mean just think of all these these terms uh that we do say um you know oh i had this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach or um you know, like, like you're saying that, uh, that this is something that, uh, you know, it's the weight of the world on your shoulders. Um, you know, it, it does show where something is eating away at me. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just eating away at me inside. And it's like, well, you don't really want to say that. Or if you feel that you want to pay attention to it yeah, because you want to stop that, you know, that's a sign that something is, is going wrong, um, with you. And even if something has a, you know, almost entirely a, you know, mental or psychological origin, you know, over stress, over worry, uh, ruminating about something that happened or didn't happen and feeling that over and over and over again, um, even if it is of almost entire psychological origin, it will show up in the body eventually as a symptom and then it's through this symptom that you know you're talking about having a dialogue with a healer uh, a spiritual guide something and you know with that you are actually engaging in a conversation with your body you know why does my jaw hurt why am i grinding my teeth am i chewing my words am i trying to do something out nobody's listening you know, like I'm clenching, yeah. you know, when I'm sure, trying to sure. be expressive, yeah. I feel like I'm being heard. And, you know, you're going to wind mm-hmm. up with lockjaw if you, you know, yeah. continue with that. Because, but what's, what's happening there? Yes, it's in your jaw. It's in your mouth. It has to do with speaking. It has to do with expressing. It has to do yeah. with being free and open and yeah, uh, allowing exactly. your desires to be voiced. You know, you voice an opinion. It's such a strong, sure. powerful so you find thing. The, you find the meaning in the actual specific symptom or the actual specific illness and you kind of try to trace it back to maybe it's you know psychological or spiritual counterpart in some you know something that might be the actual quote-unquote cause of it right and so and it does you know it's these 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 illnesses and and injuries and you know so-called accidents and so and all and so on you know they manifest in very specific ways for specific people and so, you know, one guy has a knee problem. And what is, what is that? What are the knees? Or one person gets, you know, a problem in the feet, you know, pains in the feet. And there seems like there's no cause for it or there's an injury to the feet. Maybe that's your standpoint or your point of view. Maybe it's not strong enough. Uh, you find that. And, then, you know, of course, you're, you're working on the physical part, part of it as well and the physiological components. But, but you're also looking at the psychological and spiritual behind it. And trying to find meaning in the in the condition, and that can help create a lot of a lot of healing unto itself, you know. And also not being, you know, one of the things I think that blocks our healing often. Uh, and then you know, before I go on a long tangent, which I won't, but um, one of the things that what I was going to say is I want to get back to to talking a little bit about you when you're in the hospital. But you know, one of those things that can block our healing is anger, is anxiety, is you know, is fear you know, different elements of, uh, of, of negative stuff that manifests in the body, mind, you know, soul complex, and then blocks the good that we, we desire in a lot of ways. 
you know, and shifting out of that into a, 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 an attitude of, 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 you know, gratitude and appreciation for life and for the, you know, the other group, good things that are going on besides maybe what's happening with that particular, you know, pain or thing that you're feeling at that moment. And then, you know, making it a more, looking at your life more holistically instead of concentrating and focusing on that, on that problem, but sort of, sort of, expanding it out to a more holistic point of view and incorporating in gratitude and love and acceptance and forgiveness for yourself and for other people and so on. And doing some of that spiritual work can really, it makes a profound difference. Even if you break your arm or you get in a car accident or, you know, look at, look at the circumstances surrounding the situation and see not necessarily what caused it in a sense of like you're a detective, but what's the bigger picture? What's the meaning behind it? You know, I, maybe I often drive very uh, aggressively, let's say, and, you know, and maybe it wasn't that that caused the accident, but maybe that overall energy finally caught up with me. Maybe I'm a super angry and aggressive driver that you know, rides on people's bumpers and is, you know, causing people a lot of stress and so on. You know, it, it, you know there's such a thing as, as, as these karmic repercussions for things so that we can learn. And so if you can try to get to the, the bottom of these sorts of things and look at it in a, you know, a big picture sort of way, oftentimes the healing is in, is in that. It's in that. And so the physical symptom you know, will dissipate much more quickly often if, if you can kind of find the root source of it, right? So let's get back to... Uh, to your experience so in in the, in the hospital itself and how how long did you spend in the hospital and doing physical therapy and stuff and so on for for your back injury i was three months total um the first month i was really in acute care either intensive care or acute care recovering from the surgery um, mm -hmm. itself not just the injury but the surgery to uh put me back together yeah. um and then i was moved to another place where i spent two months as an inpatient, uh, doing physical mm -hmm. therapy and rehab every day to get me ready to um, get back out in the world. Yeah. Um, so a number of things, you know, were really involved with my healing. Um, first and foremost, you know, I broke my back in a plane crash. So I do trust modern <laughs> medicine and surgeons and techniques, uh, many injuries and things that are wrong with us. And this definitely needed, uh, it wasn't going to be just crystals and, and prayer that was going to help me. Although I, you know, there was a lot of prayers going on um, as well. You know, this was, you know, very physical, very, you know, mechanical in the sense that, you know, my body was broken and it needed to be literally screwed back together with plates and rods and things. Uh, so I had a huge amount of trust in my doctors, I knew even before the surgery that I was in one of the best spinal cord uh, trauma centers um, in the West. It was in uh, Salt Lake City. And uh, so I had a lot of faith in the doctors and trust in their experience and everything. They well, and that goes that goes a long way, doesn't it, for toward towards the healing process, because you could have just as soon been, you know, petrified and skeptical and you know, and oh, these doctors don't know anything and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that really is going to block your good that, that, that was unfolding, huh? Yeah. And to, um, you know, and also to, to support, even if it's in a kind of a psycho spiritual way to, to support the doctors, um, yeah. 
you know, I, I want their hand to be steady <laughs> during the, you know, holding the sure, scalpel. Sure. I want the anesthesiologist to, you know, watch every breath and make sure that I'm okay. So it's kind of helping, helping them out too, you know, in, in that way. Yeah, Something exactly. Good oh, vibes. Sure. Cause I want them to do their job, um, you know, correctly. But once I was sewn up and I was, you know, kind of not getting back on my feet, but getting on mm -hmm. wheels and learning how to, to live with that, then, then you have this whole prospect of, well, then there's the rest of your life. Yeah. So if we heal from an injury or a sickness or something, well, once you get well, at least from that part of it, um, or say even re recovery from addiction. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I'm sober now. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, you still have to live your life. You still have, yeah. there's way, way more to it than that. Sure. Um, so while, you know, the injury, um, the physical injury, I was, you know, able to move through and, you know, really any kind of healing technique uh, that you can do on your own, if it's positive affirmations or things like forgiveness and gratitude, being grateful for what you do have, yeah, uh, not being so upset about what you've lost or how you're sick and tired. That's a reality that you can't deny. Uh, but you don't want to focus all your energies on that either. Even if you only have exactly. one thing to be grateful for, if you have one penny, you find in the bank, that and, and you have, it. Yeah. you know, be grateful for that penny that you have because that will turn into a dollar and uh, even sure. just in the financial sense. And um, you also found, um, I know, uh, I just kind of wanted to get into a couple of the, you know, the things that actually you would say facilitated your spiritual healing. I know you talked about uh, in your book uh, about the power of uh, laughter, the power of, uh, you know, smiles and, and, and joy and so on in, in your healing process. Talk a little bit about that. One of the books I read uh, while I was in the hospital was uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's uh, The Miracle. Uh, this would have been 91. Um, I think the book had recently come out uh, as a Buddhist um, healer, uh, meditator, um, great speaker and author, very well spoken. He's in advanced age now, but uh, uh, really uh, has some great way to, to put things. And um, this sense of you know, gratitude and calmness, uh, finding this serenity, even in the midst of a storm, really allows other forces to be working. Because I think what happens is we complicate things. If, mm -hmm. Okay, wow, I'm, I'm sick and I have this you know, injury or I have to heal from that. And then on okay. top of that, if you keep adding, yeah, but I'm stressed. How am I going to do this? What's my life going to be like? How am I going to mm -hmm. do this? Oh, this sucks. Um, you're not helping your body um, do what it needs to do, uh, to heal itself. Yeah. Uh, so having, you know, this mindfulness notion, I learned some techniques, uh, through that, some breathing things, uh, mm -hmm. meditating before my injury, but uh, okay. pulling so mindfulness, those things. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing, and focusing. Um, yeah. And meditation, at least for calmness and just stopping the endless stream of weird thoughts in your head, uh, sure, sure. Sleep or just to give your body a break because it's already dry. Yeah, exactly. And you don't exactly. want to, you, know, you want to make it as easy. And some of that, it's kind of doing nothing. It's, yeah. you know, it's stopping the thoughts. It's stopping the worry. It's stopping the stress. It's getting mm -hmm. into this mindful. By focusing on, on something else, you know, you focus on the breath or you focus mm -hmm. on a mantra or focus on a visualization. You could even, you know, have, if you might have a, a card of a saint or a holy person or something that you put your, you know, your attention on and look at that and, 
allow the mind to, to work. Those are, those are all sort of mindfulness kind of things, but kind of getting back to though, I, I don't know if you had heard me or not, but um, I, I remember you were talking about in the book that humor and oh, yeah. laughter were a big part of your, your healing and your brother and so on. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, that, I mean, you know, I was still in the plane and they were trying to cut the pieces of the cockpit and instrument panel away from me to get me out of the thing, the EMTs. Okay. Uh, and was cracking jokes. I, you know, there's a thing called gallows humor that even when you're on your yeah. way to your execution, sure. you know, you joke with, you know, Keep oh, it light. Short. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least, at least it's not yeah. raining uh, yeah. or something, you know, sure. um, yeah. because you know, you're kind of screwed anyway, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no. but there's a release in that. And sure. Uh, and in the hospital, my brother came and, you know, of course, you know, my parents, you know, other people that came were, you know, worried. No, they had that look on their face. Like, it was terrible. You broke your back. And, you know, my brother's yeah. like, what does this thing do? And he starts pushing buttons on all the heart monitors. <laughs> you know, like, um, nice. You know, and yeah. he brought a cat in one time. Was I was out of ICU then. I was in the rehab. Nice. Line, but he brought a cat in and got loose. And all the nurses were running around <laughs> crazy. And, you know, That's there fantastic. was shenanigans. He dressed grubs and wrote stuff on my chart and just just crazy stuff to keep me cracking <laughs> yeah, but that's really that's what you, that's really when you need it oh yeah uh, for sure. especially to laugh at yourself there's a release with that and that actually continued i ended up doing comedy uh sit down comedy as it were uh, but bum yeah <laughs> uh, i was on usa network i did you know i went to new york and you know yeah, a yeah. bunch of stuff that i was actually a almost a career for me Oh, actually, um, speaking of that, they can see a little bit of 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 that in your uh, in your in your video, right? And uh, yeah, walk this way, right? Online. And that's another thing that I did, uh, yeah. and I I was aware of you know art therapy even before mm -hmm. uh, that you somehow express you uh, yeah paint a dark ugly picture that somehow is expressing this feeling that your disease mm -hmm. has or okay. something or you know you're able to, to kind draw of something happy you know to yeah. oh, this is what i want to be i want to be sure. dancing with joy with my family and not in this hospital bed um and i knew that extended you know music either just listening to music kind of in a passive way because it works yeah. on a vibration level and it's non-verbal it's even non-visual you know it's it's really mm -hmm. just this other part of your consciousness that's uh that's involved with music on and close your eyes and listening to a you know a great rock album or you know some you know beautiful classical music or you know, yeah whatever, tones. whatever resonates it can work with you right away and take you out of you know what you are you can focus in on that um and even in college uh i went to school after uh after i covered enough that i could you know add enough stamina to, to make it through a day with classes mm -hmm. and, and drive myself and things like that um with uh, with writing papers, you know, as a catharsis, I did a one person show. Uh, even worked with wounded veterans uh, years yeah. later. Uh, that that was really what it was all about was writing down and then speaking sure. in front in public. You know, here's here's the story of my injury or my trauma that I went and through. Just and just to and break in on that, that's a that is a really powerful way to um, to make meaning out of out of your your injury or out of your illness or whatever problem you're dealing with is to help other people uh deal with their problems as well there's a lot of healing in that for us when we do that isn't there absolutely and what it does it, it does a number of things one of the things it does it, it tells the other person who's suffering if you're sharing your story the other person who's suffering will first of all feel like they're not alone 
okay, at least there's one yeah. other person out here that maybe went through different experiences, but somehow gets it on some level. Yeah. And if you share your difficulties with overcoming a spinal injury or something like that, it allows the other person to go, wow, this is hard. They struggled through this too. Uh, but they seem to have made it through. They seem to be at this point where they're a little bit happier than I am. So I mm -hmm. want what you have. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it, you know, then it, you can also even just the advice that you can give. Well, you know, I've been in a wheelchair 25 years now and I could, you know, put some advice out there or, or you know, share yeah, my yeah. story again and again. Exactly. Um, can help somebody else um, with that. And it gives them the opportunity then also to share what, what they've known. Yeah. Uh, and as catharsis, I know you use that word a lot. Um, really what that means is getting it out of you. So you're not holding it either through, you know, denial and you're shoving it in your shadow or you're just gritting your teeth and bearing it uh, or you're just suffering in silence. Um, it's some, it gets it out. It expresses. Yeah. It, it presses yeah. out. And then somebody else can help carry the load. If you perform it yeah, or publish exactly. it or put it up on a blog sure. or do a video or something. Or do group work, you know, like 12-step work or any kind of group work where, you know, for, like, for cancer survivors or people that have similar conditions, all that stuff is really helpful too, isn't it? It is. The one thing I'd like to add with that, though, is mm -hmm. be careful with spending too much time focusing on your ruminating on your disease yeah, or how bad exactly, it is or exactly things. it's really important to do um yeah. but but don't the get idea stuck is in that, that you, you want to put it on paper so it's not in your head you want to okay make a youtube video or something so it sure your heart and then somebody else can help carry the load even if it just goes out there in the internet either. that makes sense yeah yeah for sure um you're, you're not you're but you not don't want alone. to ruminate on the thing do you, you don't want to you don't want to continue to carry that that injury or illness around after you know after you've even been healed of it because you can continue to suffer the ill effects of it if you if you continue to dwell in it and you know and 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 sort of carry it around on your back can't you well, I mean, you still have it and you will still carry it, but it, it's, you, you have ownership of it at this point. Okay, you know, once yeah. you've reached this point to where, okay, I've got this. I have some acceptance. I'm not in denial. I've used some healing techniques to help me um, further accept and yeah. incorporate. And by sharing uh, my story, I have found meaning in it. I have helped other people. Even if it just helps another person say, wow, it's okay to be upset <laughs> about yeah. this, um, you know, it does great things. Uh, and that's really where, where you want to go with it. So you have it and it's still there, but you can, you can wear it, you know, like a badge of, of something that you've accomplished. Um, yeah. Not yeah. as, and yes, it's part of your wound, but it's, it's a healed wound. It's, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's a good image way of the purple heart, you know, metal. Well, you got shot. But well, OK, now you have a metal. But it's that's where the wound is. Now it's, a, yeah. it's pinned onto your, your chest. It's not back on the battlefield or, or wherever this thing came. You still have it. It's still part of your life. It's fully yeah. integrated and accepted. But it's integrated in the correct way, in a way that doesn't deny the pain and the suffering, uh, mm -hmm. which are also not stuck in it either. You yeah, know, it's yeah. part of your life, but it's not ruling your life. It's That's part of your past and maybe yeah. part of your forever, 
but it's not determining who it is you are and what it is you're going to do with your life. You're just going to be who you are and live your life. Well, with, with a limp (laughs) or me with a wheelchair or, or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Um, That's just something you have with you. It's not something that uh, is stopping you or haunting you every step of the way. Now it's again, you know, well, it's, it's still part of your life, but it's, it's part of it. And you have control over the rest of your life. In addition, I think it's important to remember too, like, and I'm sure you've, you know, you face different things like this and we all have where, you know, not to take the sort of negative uh, diagnoses and the negative sort of uh, uh, ideas that people have about what you're going through or what's possible in your healing or what's not possible in your healing and so on, not to take those things too seriously because sometimes you know, even well-meaning doctors and friends and family and so on can, can, you know, make the problem worse by, by putting their two cents in, you know, you're, or you get, or you can do it yourself too. You, you know, you have a little sniffle and then all of a sudden you're, you're hitting WebMD and you're Googling things and you, you know, you start to find all these crazy symptoms and you're like, no, I, I have this and I have this and I have that. And you build it in your mind these, these terrible things that, you know, you don't, you don't have, and, you know, and, you know, you create situations that, that, that might get worse because, you know, you're using the mind in a negative way. So it's important not to, to focus too much on, on those symptoms or on those diagnoses or even what people tell you in terms of the possibility of your own survival and things like that, because, you know, in the end, the universe, the universe, God, the universal spirit, whatever you want to call it, divine order is responsible for how long your life is going to be. And so, you know, it's not a, another human being. It's not, uh, you know, necessarily what, what this or that doctor tells you or whatever. So you can always have hope that things are curable and things are possible and things can get better, even if someone tells you that they, they can't. You know, and in my own life, I've seen that in, in myself, certainly with things, but, uh, you know, specifically with, um, you know, with my mom and she had, uh, she had breast cancer and she, it was very bad and, uh, very late in the game that it was diagnosed. And, you know, she, she, my uncle is a doctor and so on. And, you know, she had great medical care and things like that, but, um, you know, the, the, the diagnosis was pretty much she wasn't going to make it. Um, you know, thankfully, she wasn't told this. And thankfully, she didn't believe that anyway. And she's still alive and kicking to this day, thank God, um, you know, 25 plus years later. And, you know, these things can, can happen where, you know, you get these dire diagnoses and, you know, they're just simply not true for you. So that's where you've got to, you know, go to your, go to your inner source, go to your divine source, go to your inner healer and, and really work with that energy and also work with your mind and, you know, keeping it on the possibility and the faithful expectation of, of, of healing, you know, because things, things are oftentimes you know, very dark and very dire and they seem like it's the end of the line or, you know, this is, or that thing is going to occur. And, you know, we build these great stories and fears around them and so on. And, 
you know, that has a huge effect on the outcome of, of, our, of our healing process, right? It does. It does it, so, for good or for ill. Uh, yeah. The mind is so, so powerful. And I know we've all heard stories of running the full range. Yeah, somebody late, late stage cancer on the deathbed mm-hmm. given, you know, minutes to live and, and they live for 10 more years. Um, a friend of mine years ago uh, checked into the hospital on a Thursday, first sign of symptoms, gave him some bad news over the weekend, and he died Monday morning. It's um, like we just don't know, and it's it's you know that's the that's the thing. You can write about that. terminal it's illness, sudden, or you know yeah. you stub your toe yeah, and and, we, and and it's curtains. Um, no, if your mind is right, really we, aligned with that, if you really yes. really feel that and really believe yes. that, in the case of my friend who passed. Uh, yeah. Very quickly, I think he had given up on life anyway. At that oh, point, okay, so you know yeah, it yeah. didn't just yeah. happen. So it then. was the it negative. actually confirmed his negative. It confirmed attitude. his negative say, Well, see, it? my best years are behind wow. me. I have no future, That's and now that. I have this diagnosis. I'm done. Thank you. And and he's done. Um, you know, For and sure. so yeah. Anytime a doctor or the world or science, <laughs> whatever you have faith in tells you something if one other person if you read one other story that one other person like even me was being you know paralyzed in a spinal cord injury sure uh, if somebody can get up and walk and uh somehow reverse their spinal injury yeah uh, paralysis well then it's possible uh that can happen with me too well um, and you've had remarkable results with your ability to to walk with uh with with aid and stuff but you know, even with, you know, your healing process and the nerves and so on, I know that you've, you've had great, great uh, uh, results with a lot of the work that you've done. Even though you're, you're in a wheelchair, you're still able to get around and you're, you're, you're very healthy and, and so on. And I know, you, you know, I know that has a lot to do with the way you approach your life, doesn't it? Well, it makes for the quality of life. Um, yeah. Whether or not you're doing it on wheels or with a limp or a missing sure. leg or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. I've been paralyzed in both ways um, or had the experience of being physically paralyzed where, you know, there's mm-hmm. some limbs mm-hmm. I can't move and, um, you know, and needing the assistance with a wheelchair sure. uh, and, and all that goes along with that. And you can only imagine. Um, and I've also felt emotionally paralyzed, like in fear or doubt or discouragement uh, that happened much later after my physical paralysis. And people say, oh, I'm paralyzed. Oh, I'm so stuck. I just, you know, I'm crippled with this debt or something. You know, yeah. we use that yeah. language as well. And, I, that and I've language, really felt yeah. that um, regardless of whether or not I'm actually <laughs> paralyzed. I, I had an emotional feeling of that. And that was, you know, that can be just as difficult as uh, dealing with the physical disability, these other impairments yeah. that we put on ourselves or somehow we acquire. Um, but it, it really comes down to, you know, call life and saying, well, you know, this is true. Um, I have to accept that that's part of my reality, but I don't have to accept that it's my destiny. Yeah. Um, I can carry this wound with me through a long and decent life. Yeah. Um, if I choose to make it, you know, that small, um, have gratitude for what you do have. But it just it's is easy to let difficulties, whether they're in your life or your relationship or, you know, like we're talking about the health of your body. Yeah. Um, they can really you know, bring you down if you let them, if you obsess on them. Now, one of the techniques I've learned 
in the years since, uh, and this comes out of shamanism, uh, is that, you know, we spent a lot of time in the West looking at, you know, the cause. Well, you know, well, why am I afraid of this? Or how did this happen? Well, some childhood thing or uh, the babysitter dropped you or I don't know what, whatever, you know, we try to go back to the origin and that makes sense because you want to know where it started. So maybe that you can reverse it or uh, try to stop it. Um, but in some of the, uh, the shaman traditions, you know, they really focus more forward on what is a healed state like? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? Uh, what does my body look like? What are the things I'm doing? And how am I going about life in this future healed state? And it's to really focus on that. And then anything else that gets you from where you are now to that healed state kind of follows a, a natural progression. And you don't even ha actually have to know 100% every step and how that's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. to get a vision of that healed state, uh, even if it's a psychological thing. What if you know you're afraid of people or going out in the world again? And remember a time when you used to. It was free and easy to go out in the public and meet new people. Uh, and now, after years and years, you're scared of that. Either get in touch with a previous time, or maybe just a future time you've never experienced. But what would that be like? What would that freedom feel like? Gosh, I can, you know go out and, and socialize and, and, you know, not be terrified. Um, yeah. See yourself yeah. freely, you know, working a room and at a party or something and holding out your hand and shaking them uh, and smiling at people you meet. Uh, so it's kind of the opposite of focusing on the symptoms and the origin and how did this happen? Why did this happen? Um, really focus on the future healed state and then have destiny really pull you to that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I think too, uh, you know, you can, you know, you can, you can even combine, uh, combine those two things in a sense, like, you know, do the, do the work um, of, of kind of discovering the meaning in it and maybe what I need to learn from it. And then uh, also, and then move on from that and then use that, that, that sort of technique to, to create those new circumstances that you need and to move, move beyond um, the lesson into the manifestation of the, of the wisdom or the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So, so they, they would work hand in hand in that sense. Um, the, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, because we are kind of coming to the end of the show, it looks like, uh, is the power of affirmations. You know, we've talked about that on the, on the show a lot. Uh, affirmations work especially well. This is one of the things I wanted to stress. They work especially well in a sort of a hypnotic or meditative or a deeply relaxed state, because in that state, you're able to let the sort of critical mind kind of chill out in essence. And it's, you know, it doesn't reject things. You go sort of straight into the unconscious in a way, the subconscious, and you're able to really implant these, these sort of things really quite profoundly. Um, you know, because we have a tendency when the ego is involved during affirmation to to sort of reject it or or some part of ourself might might go, well, I, you know, I say I, I am healed, but here I feel this, you know, pain in my leg, uh, you know, and things like that. Whereas if you get in this very deep, relaxed state uh, of, 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 of a meditative state, a you do a progressive relaxation, for example, you know, maybe using a a white light, let's say, for example, above your head, maybe you visualize a white light, like basically maybe the size of a dinner plate, and it's this pulsating, beautiful, you know, 
powerful white light and then you allow that to come down through your head down through your neck down through the shoulders you know progressively out down through all the muscles that are tight and so on and allow it to really go into those areas that that need the healing and let it do its work um and then you know really focus on the breathing and your breath's going to slow down and you find you know that your your thoughts really slow down and so forth and at that point then you can start to do those affirmations and really get in there and deeply affect the 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 deeper part of the mind uh, that's a very important thing to do and in in addition you know sort of the, just the repetitive nature of affirmations during the day you can use those almost like a mantra uh if you start to think about or dwell on the, the illness or the problem, switch it up and golden key it as Emmett Fox would say, you know, give it over to God or, or have a, you know, have an affirmation that you do like I'm healthy and healed and whole or something, something like this, or, you know, Reverend Ike has a beautiful one. He says, God in me is my health. And you kind of touch your, your chest with both your hands where the heart is and say, God in me is my health. And it's, you know, it's profound. I mean, these things are simple and sometimes we think, well, that's corny or whatever, you know, that's the intellectual mind, but the, the deeper mind is affected by those things. You have to, you have to connect some feeling to it and some relaxation and some faith to it, but, but it is affected by those things. So, you know, use those affirmations, find your own. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, I also wanted, I want to recommend Manly Hall's uh, lecture online, uh, Healing Through uh, Communication, it's called. It's an interesting, uh, it's a very interesting lecture, and I think you'll get something out of it. Uh, if you just do a search on YouTube, you'll find Healing Through Communication, Manly Hall. Always got to give a Manly Hall plug, right? Right. So, um, is there anything else that we want to cover? Well, uh, I think we've been really close to talking about the placebo effect. Uh, and really how strong uh, that is in, in our, when a new medicine is to, uh, you know, be released publicly and, uh, and put on the market, that's one of the, pat, the tests that it has to pass is, is it at least as good as a placebo, a sugar pill or something <laughs> innocuous? And that's yeah. about 30%. Yeah. Uh, in general, yeah. being okay, right around that it's thirty percent effective. If this new medicine is less, you know, and they do a study, double blind studies, uh, where it, as a placebo, yeah. generally it, it won't make it to market. Um, it's interesting. It's a sticky yeah. thing. Uh, a lot of you know people hate this placebo effect because it is so vexing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spend millions of dollars and years of research. Well, it doesn't trying- fit. It doesn't fit the materialist point of view, does it? Oh, Suddenly, really there's doesn't. a there's an unknown factor involved, and they, you know, I, I know we talked about this a little before, but they sort of disparagingly use that term placebo. It's just the placebo effect, like it's some kind of nonsense, and it's like, you know, to say that is to sort of dismiss the natural healing power and the natural quality of faith that we have within ourselves to do the job, and that's what materialists don't like that especially drug companies, because God forbid you should be able to figure out a way to heal yourself that doesn't involve them. Profits might go down. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, you know, that placebo effect is such an interesting thing because it, it has so many different factors, you know? And so it says to us that, you know, it's not just about material things and chemical changes within the body and so on. There are spiritual and physiological and mental and psychological factors involved in our healing as well. Let's take control of those. 
Well, and you why know, not let's even use just our use minds them as well? Right? Yeah, I'm not that's saying, saying you know ditch the doctors and and no, you know get all, your crystals out. I'm not against. I am not um, against Western medicine at all. It's fantastic for for certain things. And, use everything. You know, and use everything yeah, you got. Absolutely. <laughs> why not? But don't go to a Western doctor for things that you know have a more psychological and spiritual sort of root to them you know and you know once you've sort of went and they tell you okay look this is this is not something i'm going to be able to treat don't you know if you want to get a second opinion get a, get a second opinion but don't go to 25 doctors and think you're going to find the answer because most likely the answer is something that's that's you know that's psycho spiritual or psychological or you know it involves multiple things and so, you know, look for solutions that are holistic at that point. And, you know, yeah, if you're going to work with a doctor, work with a doctor. That's fantastic. But then also think about, can I do some Tai Chi? Can I fix my nutrition? Can I meditate? Do I need to get better sleep? Do I have to stop drinking so much coffee? Maybe I should stop drinking, you know, five drinks a day to try to relax at the end of the night. Maybe that's causing some problems. And look at the holistic sort of, you know, picture of your life, the gestalt that is your life right? The wholeness that is your life and, and, you know, start to work on that and a spiritual and psychological component, you know, in there is, is a huge, is a huge factor. And, you know, we use these, these terms, obviously spiritual is a very broad term, but, you know, it can mean, you know, you have an active religious life with a specific organized church. It can mean that you have a, you know, a very sort of unorthodox way of looking at things, but you do have spiritual quote unquote, spiritual faith, it can be, you know, that you find yourself not really understanding spirituality or religion, but, you know, nature seems to give you this boost of feeling, whatever it is, you know, for you that works, you know, incorporate that in and look for wisdom in, in that natural sort of wiseness that exists or wisdom that exists in that particular modality of whatever it is that you're, you know, that you're, that you're interacting with, that you find some kind of faith in. And here's the thing about it. You have got absolutely nothing to lose by calling on the divine, by praying to God in whatever source or form you have imagined it, or even sources or forms that seem foreign to you. For example, let's say you don't have an inner spiritual guide, or you don't have an image of the divine that's come to you. You can pray and ask, you know, the, the universe for an image that works for you or for, or to send, you know, that figure to you, to send that divinity to you, to speak to you. You know, those things are, are possible within the scope of things. You can call out to Jesus. You can call out to Krishna. You can call out to Buddha and say, you know, who, who here is, 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 is going to help me, you know, in essence, if you don't have some sort of spiritual path, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people today have not grown up around any spiritual path. You know, or just, you know what I'm saying? So that gives you a way in, sort of cracks the door open for you to find those kinds of things. Or, or, or you ask your, you know, your higher self to provide you a dream figure that can show you symbolically, you know, a path that might be right for you to follow. And so it's very important. I mean, Jung found that, you know, it was very difficult to treat patients that didn't have some sort of what he called a religious attitude toward life. And he didn't mean that you had to be a member of a particular Orthodox religion. What he meant was a reverence for life and a, and a faith in something mysterious beyond yourself that is, that's, for lack of a better word, bigger and, you know, more knowledgeable and wise than you are. 
You know what I mean? I do. And so that's an important thing to be able to grab onto is what I'm saying. Well, you mentioned nature. That's a great way. Nature is self-healing. It's a self-healing system. You don't see a lot of sick birds. Uh, they're either alive or they die. It's kind of, there's not yeah. a lot, they're not walking sure. around. Now, domestic animals, I think, get, get some of our ailments um, <laughs> because of their proximity Indeed. to us. Dogs are equally they can be as stressed neurotic and, as their masters, aren't they? Sure. Uh, and also your body, your own body um, has wisdom that you probably don't know about has a powerful, sure, I mean, sure. you cut your finger and the physician dresses the wound, but the body does the healing. You know, you don't yeah, do that. You yeah. don't grow new. I mean, you do grow new skin, but it does. It's not something that happens to you. It's something that is. Well, know, the doctor doesn't cause that. No. The doctor removes an obstacle and allows it to unfold. Right. Yeah. I mean, you set the say. broken bone yeah. and put a cast on it so it doesn't sure. get bonked or anything. Uh, but yeah. the body does, you know, the healing. So, I actually believe our bodies could probably do a lot more healing than we give it credit for or mm -hmm, give it mm -hmm. a chance to do. I uh, agree. If we can trust in that more, but yeah, you're right. Try everything. And you know, people say, well, thoughts and prayers, those don't really help. It's like, well, why not think and prayer pray, you know, while you're doing all the other stuff, you know, work like hell. Um, yeah. Do but, your exercises, you know, do your affirmations and, you know, and, and pray to some invisible source that you don't even know about. Uh, as well. Yeah. Thoughts hurt. and prayers are, are miraculous. And, you know, if you give it a shot and you, you really stick with it, you will find that there's an incredible power to them and they will get you in touch with a source that is beyond your ego consciousness, you know, and beyond your intellectual mind and beyond the limitations of what you think you're capable of. Give it a chance and allow it to unfold in your life and go in with a, an open mind. Like when you go to a movie, they call that, you know, suspension of disbelief. You go in and you, you, you buy the story that they give you and you get completely enraptured in it. Do the same thing with with prayer. It's go in with an open mind and, you know, get enraptured with your own sort of, you know, positivity and love and gratitude and allow it to unfold and just see what happens. See what happens. Don't be skeptical or say it isn't possible or this, you know, this is a bunch of nonsense and, and all that. Cause that, that, you know, that blocks the way for good to unfold. It's using the law of, of mind against itself. When you do that, you know, it's creating the very conditions that you don't want. Like you say to yourself, well, prayer doesn't work. Well then, well, what do you know? Prayer doesn't work. So it's, it's a very, very powerful double-edged sword. Keep that in mind. The things that you say are not possible, you are creating those situations. The things that you say are possible, you are creating those situations. It's the same damn thing. Do you know what I mean? I do. And yeah. people have a tough time wrapping their heads around that. So on that note, I say trust in the infinite. Go to the source. Ask for what you need. Especially when you're in your darkest hour, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain by doing so. You know, I've seen it in my life many, many, many times, countless times. And Chris, you've seen it in your own life, you know, dealing with crises and challenges and so on, right? I have. So there you go. Take it from us and, you know, try it yourself. Don't take our word for it, but trust that, you know, it, it, that lots of things that you think are not possible are, are entirely possible in a mysterious and infinite uh world that like we live in so 
Thank you for joining us on our spiritual and physical healing show today. Thank you, Chris, for sharing uh, details about your stuff. I appreciate that. I'm happy to do so. And showing up each and every week here with us. Uh, do uh, check us out at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye and support us financially if you can. Uh, check out cosmiceye.org and also chrissheridan.com and support uh, us through buying our books as well. Uh, my book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. And Chris's book that we talked a little bit about earlier is The Spirit in the Sky. And that's a fantastic read. And I highly recommend that book for you guys who don't have it. So thanks again for joining us. We're here every week on the Cosmic Eye Show on Sunday. And also check out our new show, uh, our Emmett Fox Friday show, uh, which is up each Friday. And that's a little shorter. It's about 20 minutes to 30 minutes at the most. Real compact little, you know, spiritual vitamin type show to boost you up and get you get you through the weekend and into Monday and so on and, and all of that. So uh, thank you again. Have a great week. Goodbye and God bless. <laughs>